are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, talking soccer, DC United. We got Washington Spirit coming up. Uh, for you, if you're listening on the podcast, it'll come up on Thursday. If you're listening on the live stream, it'll come up in just a little bit. <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. John, how are you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? It was pretty good. We got we got a, another DC United victory, which about to, we're about to get into. That was fun. Everything's great, right? Everything's fine. There's no yeah, all no I, concerns. <laughs> all I do is actually look at the standings. I don't watch the games <laughs> or know anything about them. So yeah, everything's great. How about you, Ted? What did you do this weekend? Um, I, uh, I, I did, I had a Friday off, which was nice. Um, I basically hung out mostly around the house, not a really an eventful weekend. The eventful weekend comes up this week. I, I restart the refereeing. I'm going to, uh, spend some time with my parents. So I will have to watch the game on replay next weekend. So, but this was the, this was the relaxing weekend. This was the, let's not do anything this weekend. So. I will be watching the game from Audi field in my, in my seat, in my perch, in the Hoffman, in my perch. the Hoffman perch, uh, in the upper deck. So if you see me, I mean, ar- I- if you see me around, say hi, I'll probably have stickers in my pocket and I'll give them to you folks. I made the seat. I made the seat warm for you. You did. I kept it warm. Thank for you. you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Let's talk DC United. DC United picking up their second win of the season, their first road win of the season, one nothing over uh, FC Cincinnati. Yeah, you know, I, I John, I, I I really struggle sometimes with this game because everybody was flipping out about this game, and I kind of won the second half, and I thought, well, it wasn't great, but I thought it was better. I personally thought it was better than Charlotte, at least the first half. I feel like maybe some other people didn't have those same sentiments. I don't know if you had those same sentiments. Just give me your overall feeling. What, what did that game make you feel? Give me your feelings, John. Oh, what were my feelings? That game was just bizarre. It, it was unsettling. <laughs> for, it was unsettling for most of the, all of the game. For all of it, I was unsettled. I, I really didn't feel like there was a cohesive attacking plan. It felt like there were holes all over the field. It felt. I, I was as I was watching the game as the first half passed, and I have all my notes in this game, trying to say who who was good, who had a good half, uh, and it was just a really a big challenge to find that player uh, in the first half and through the game, uh, and even the, even the way the game ended, I didn't feel a lot of joy about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm always happy <laughs> to get three points, but it was just one of those things where. You know, I think there's a karmic there's a karmic cost to be paid for getting getting the 97th minute penalty on VAR and having him score with the goalkeeper diving the right direction and having it squirt in, uh, and it'll be paid later for sure. The bill will come due, uh, <laughs> but all we can say is that DC United is tied for first with the New York Red Bulls. They're six points from from two games, uh, and that's it. And there's nothing else. There's nothing else to analyze, and we're really happy with everything and uh, MLS Cup champions to come. Right? Woo-hoo. Right? Yep. Supporter Shield. We're, we're, we're in the running for the Supporter Shield. It's we true. are shooting up the power ring. I can't wait for the power ring to come out. We're, <laughs> we're like going to be first at- 16th somehow. Like, well, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to look and see, see where we are. Um, so I I, I kind of went into this game. I was already nervous about this game. You were. I'll be honest. I was, you had us as a draw, I, was, I believe. I, or a loss yeah, or a draw. I did. I did, I did a 2-2 draw. And I expected more goals. Apparently, I didn't get any of that. <laughs> um, but... Everybody I felt was kind of was very much like saying like, oh, FC Cincinnati's terrible. And I'm like, yeah, FC Cincinnati's not good, but they just got rocked five to nothing at the beginning game. That was probably the worst possible scenario for DC heading into this game. Because now it's like, oh dear God, here we go again. And you kind of have that like almost that bounce back. And they they had it. I thought they had some moments that were pretty, pretty effective. Uh they effectively neutralized Julian Gressel. Um, and he went out and hip check him to uh, death also as well. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, DC was focused very much down the left side. Lots of interactions between Brad Smith and Yal. I'm pretty sure if, if you had a heat map, there was maybe a little a little thin line across the top at the I think there was a cross early in the game. And then mostly it was just down the down the left side. So uh, credit to FC Cincinnati. They really went in with a game plan in this in, in this game. I think they really went in and wanted to neutralize Gressel because he's their best player. They wanted to pressure Nyman. That was very clear. Every time he got the ball, it would just collapse on him. And it worked. And it, it was it effective. Worked. It was effective, but I will say I got to give some credit to Nyman. I thought he held up well enough against that. He didn't have any sort of major dispossession that led to a Cincy attack. 
Um, and I thought he kind of grew a little bit in the game. And we'll get to to his red card in a minute. I, I was actually genuinely that that was the first game I think for Nyman that actually for me felt kind of like a step forward. Okay, here's here's something we can build on here. You know, he wasn't perfect, but he he definitely showed he, he didn't look scared. And I think that was my biggest problem with him. In the Charlotte game, is I felt he looked scared. He looked indecisive. This time, he looked very decisive in his action. So I, I, I appreciated that, and I think he, he he recognized it very quickly that they're gonna pressure me. I'm gonna need to move the ball quickly, and I can't really hold it, hold up play as much. Dom uh, uh, Dominic Baji was a terror in the first half. Uh, I think he yeah. had I think he had about four shots all on goal. Uh, Bill Bill was Bill was Bill. Bill had eight saves. Bill could not get into the team of the week despite having a shutout, a victory. <laughs> Uh, second shutout, second shutout out of the season is 80th shutout in MLS. Uh, could not get into the team. Couldn't get into the second team for MLS week. Foot mob gave him the spot. So foot mob, good for you. Uh, but the first, the first half was really just sort of a mess. Brad Smith, Bra- sh- well, shout out, by the way, shout out to the person I met today in the grounds coffee shop telling me that, uh, Brad Smith, that the, the Seattle Sounder fans are going to miss Brad Smith. Uh, yeah, he, he looked, he looks pretty good. I think, I think he's been a pretty good player. He's uh, certainly, uh, you know, I if you said, do, would you rather have Joseph Moore back or Brad Smith, and even had to pay more for Brad Smith, I would say this was a good move. Brad Smith, for sure, yeah, right? I would say, I, I would, I would say so as well. Brad Smith was good. He was probably the second best player out there, moving the ball, getting it up the line. Um, he almost he makes a run, a really nice run that almost sets up uh, Griffin Yao for the first for the first goal of the game. Um, really unfortunate there, but I mean, I felt like first five, 10 minutes, DC were, I think had the better, better of play. They had at least one really good chance. Um, and then, uh, I know Julian Gressel got on the end, uh, floated in a chance. Uh, Michael Estrada was kind of absent this game. Again, the press is still, he's still not maybe pressing like, uh, like, uh, like Lasada would want and what, like we expect him to want out of this game. He's, he's also Funny dropping. Enough. He's also dropping back to the midfield pretty frequently in a Wayne Ro- yeah. in a Wayne Rooney esque uh, way, which I don't think I don't think he is desired. I don't think it's what we want out of, out of this no. player. I, I have. And, and, I have and, go ahead. And I think I think this team needs. It, it's pretty clear this team. The middle of the field, I think, was still an issue. I, I thought Nyman was improved. We'll get to Skundrich, I'm sure, but. It, 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 the middle of the field is an issue for this team that they need to figure out. And we'll get into some questions too. I think this is a position they need to settle, whether it's, whether it's to fall Nyman, Scundridge, Canals, they need to figure out what the best two are at this point. Ted, speaking of that, we've got Rich on the line who wants to talk about what we're going to do in the middle of the field. So I think what better time than now to try to, to try to suss this problem out. Uh, Rich, are you, uh, are you here and are you doing okay? I'm here. I, I, uh, they finally found a way to make me love Ola. <laughs> oh, there you go, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I am now entertained. But, um, yeah, I don't think that, uh, that the middle of the field is a, we have a really good plan because if your plan is Gundrich and Nyman, they're not going to control the ball in the middle of the field. And if you're playing five back, you can't your, – your, your midfielders are not defensive players. You have five defenders. You, this, is a, this is MLS. You need to be able to go forward. We can't sit there and play and – his his style is to control the ball in the middle of the field and go forward, you know, and use the wings. And if we're not, we need two decent midfielders. If you're going to play one of them, maybe Scundrich is a good digger, you know. I think he's a good uh, replacement if you want somebody who's more defensive minded, who's not doesn't have the offensive skills to me that you know a top flight midfielder has. But Nyman has just never taken that next step yet, and he doesn't seem confident on holding the ball or, or uh, moving the ball and passing it. You know, you don't see Nyman streaming these nice passes out to people. And, uh, and that red card was, I don't think that was a good red card. I think that he was going for the ball and I don't think anybody could pull away that quick, but what do you guys think about the middle of the field? Who do we got to go? Yeah, there? I think that, I mean, that's the, I think that's the biggest question. And we, we solicited questions on Twitter too. And that was sort of the big question is what are you going to do there? Russell Knauss should be back against Chicago. That will make a big difference. If he's healthy and can play 90 uh, and fingers crossed he can, cause we're going to, we're a little thin. We were, we were already thin and we're thinner there. Uh, so hopefully he can play and, and contribute immediately. I think that Moses, they're going to give Moses Nyman some rope here because they need to. The team did not backfill Junior Moreno or Felipe, really. Jafal is con- technically a backfill, but uh, a second-round draft pick who, even though he has impressed, 
is not necessarily going to be a player that you can count on uh, week in, week out, like you could those two MLS veterans. So I think Moses Nyman is, he's if you look at his foot mob, he had a 7.0 in the first game and a 6.2. The red card obviously had a big effect on that on that scoring. His passing when it's right is the thing you're talking about there. That, that sort of spraying the ball around uh, and, and sort of cutting through lines with passing, that is his skill set. And he hasn't done it consistently because he hasn't done anything consistently yet. He, hasn't, he didn't have a lot of game run last time, last year, because he was blocked. Now is his time to do that. Red card sucks because it takes him out uh, of this game this weekend against Chicago where he would have probably played again, probably partnered with Russell Knauss. Uh, but I think that with the, the moves that haven't been made with this team in the midfield, they're going to fi- they're going to let him figure it out because they have they don't really have a choice. Ted, what do you think? I I I agree with that. I think he also I think we also have to remember he's still eighteen. He's still young. It's not all there because he is so young. And I was hard on him in the first game. I saw a little bit more in this game. The red card stinks. Um, I, I think maybe from now on, let's just bench him anytime we go to TKL Stadium because that's <laughs> the only time he's gotten red cards. Um, but I, I, I think I think we also have to remember, I think everybody's maybe kind of e- either implicitly comparing him to uh, uh, Junior uh, to, uh No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, to um, as far as like young players who have come up. Right. Comparing to Predis. Thank you. Jeez, can't believe it's I all right. that. He's uh, out of sight, out of mind. He's gone forever. <laughs> and, on yeah, the, and, on, not, and not even he, playing for Wolfsburg. <laughs> and not even getting on the bench anymore for Wolfsburg. But I think everybody is sort of holding, well, saying, well, you know, can he make that sort of next step like we saw with Predis? Like it became very clear last year about five, six games in that Predis was the starter and he was the best, most talented player out there. I think the problem is, is what the position Nyman plays requires very different skill set that not a lot of young players have. If 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 players at uh, Moses Nyman's age play the way play the way he's playing, he he will be he would be in Europe by the summer. If he if he played like Russell Knauss, if he was able to do the things that Russell Knauss did, if he was able to do the things that Junior Moreno did, he would be on a first class ticket to, to to Europe by the summer. No question about it. It's an incredibly difficult position that they're asking him to do. He is the center point of a lot of attacks and. Like you said, I think they're having him kind of figure it out. So we might have to be a bit more patient with him than we would say like a Kevin Paredes or even a Griffin Yao as far as what that position requires and what that skill set requires. Well, I think if you, I think I see Yao being almost as good as Paredes, though. You know, he's he's really trying. I think he's close to close to putting it together. I mean, he's it's very close. I mean, yeah, he's a little bit wild. He's a little bit off at the end, at the last part. But I think it's because he hasn't had a lot of playing, you know, a lot like Diamond. If those guys can get better, you know, I'd like to see Flores come back and get the ball and take it forward more and and possess the ball because he's got to be the link. If those two are playing in midfield, Flores has to come back and be the link. He's he's our designated player. He's the best player supposedly on the field. And we saw him Mm -hmm. in international action do that. So let's see that, right? Yep, we agree, Rob. We're gonna we're gonna keep it moving because we our shows are shorter now, so our calls are shorter. Yep. But thank you for calling Talk in, calling any week. Take take care, man. And I'm, I'm I, Rob is a uh, uh, Rich is a Rich. known Junior Marino enthusiast, so I wonder how he felt to <laughs> not have him on the team anymore and get to play him. But Griffin, let's talk about Griffin Yao. I think I think yeah. I think that requires some conversation. Um, I I think he's been poor. Uh, I, I, I generally, I, I think he was not very good in this game. I think in both games, he's improved in the second half over the first half, which I think is common for a young player. Uh, but, uh, boy, I think that he, positionally he's a, a little bit lost. I think that he is, uh, he's taken advantage of by his size and strength. I think that players are sort of just sort of tossing him around a little bit and, Obviously, just like Moses Nyman, he's going to get his chance to figure it out because Paul Ariola was sold and we didn't have time to replace him. Uh, so Griffin Yao is going to Griffin Yao started two games. Griffin Yao is probably going to start the third game because who else are you going to put in that spot? There's not really there's not really an alternative at the moment. Uh, but I, boy, what, what I, I, I'm kind of hard on him. I want to I want to know what you think. I think that you thought he was maybe a little bit better in the first game. How do you think he was uh, in this game? I thought he was. It was to me. It was about the same. Um, he gets the one opportunity. He puts it on frame. I think his he has the I believe well no he has like the second highest expected goals. Um, Flores being the first, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that. Yep. 
what I saw, what I see from, and I almost had to remind myself a bit. I'm like, he, I'm like, he's 20. Yeah. He's 20, 21, right? I would say he's still 19. 19. I, I've started to maybe reevaluate him a bit. And I think he needs minutes. He needs time. He needs time for DC. He needs, he needs either to be starting or first off the bench as kind of like a guy who can come in with maybe a bit of change of pace. And maybe we see that with, with the rumor we're going to talk about earlier. I think he has it's it's hard to say because the rest of United's attack and I think I think it's the case with a lot of these players. These are all three players that have never played together. Strada obviously wasn't here. Flores, I don't think I can remember a time when Flores and Griffin Yao were on the same field. I one of the biggest things I thought coming into this year is that this team was going to know how they wanted to play and they were going to dominate teams that were still trying to figure it out. That hasn't been the case. And I think what I've learned this offseason is that this team is kind of starting back from, I don't want to say completely from square one, because I think they're fitter than they were last started last year. There's less players, but the players are healthier for most part um, in this game. We're not seeing, we have we have a couple injuries that have sort of surfaced, but we're not seeing the six, seven, ten injuries that we saw to start, you know, the beginning of last the beginning of last season. They need more players. Obviously, yes. Lasada's talked about that. Hopefully, hopefully it sounds like maybe Taxi might be coming in. But I think what the prop the thing is is that this team is really almost I think with the trade for for Areola and the and the selling of of um Paredes, this team's kind of I don't want to say rebuilding now, but they're kind of starting over. Um and I think they still should expect to make the playoffs, but this team is a little essentially offensively is a lot further behind than I thought. Now defensively, we have to say they've been pretty good. That if, the, if there's one positive I think I can I can gleam out of this game is that defensively I think they have been pretty solid. Bill Hamid yeah. is returned to what we need him to be after I would I would classify three years of okay solid goalkeeping play and also injuries. So the fact that he's healthy, he has he has made the difference in in this game in both in both games at keeping teams off the score sheet and. For all, I mean, for all intents and purposes, has been one of the best goalkeepers so far over the past couple weeks in MLS, and we need that from him. And I think that is that is ultimately a positive thing that I think is getting glossed over because he's really fall. I mean, he, I remember he was always top, one of the top goalkeepers listed out in the league. He has really come down. And I was even looking at like a ranking this league, and like the Charlotte goalkeeper was like ahead of him in like goalkeeper rankings. And I'm just like, who who is the Charlotte? I don't even know who the Charlotte goalkeeper. The same guy that gave up three goals to a listless DC United attack at the moment, Kal- like, Kalina. Kalina. Again, so I think it's important that he be healthy. The defense looks like they have sort of put it together. Um, Nahara's looked really good. And honestly, the one thing I'm, I'm holding my hat on is that we still haven't seen Russell really achieve that form. So if he can get that going, then I think you're going to start to see the attack start to come together and, and maybe generate more opportunities for guys like Estrada and Flores. So I'm, I'm a little less. Everybody's very much negative, and, and we, we've seen it on Twitter. I'm very much like this still looks like a team that's in early season. I, I don't think I put much weight in these games. It's great we got the results. And it's great to get results when you don't play well. I don't care who you play against. You don't play well, you get a result. That's a good thing. Uh, the, the 244 Pike here on Twitch is saying DC are smart to stay away from saying rebuild. And they are. I think I think that that is not that is not something that would be taken, I think, well in light of everything that's that's gone on. I think I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think it's I think that they were given an offer they couldn't turn down in both of those cases. And I think Paul mm-hmm. pushed his way out of the door and wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So I think they were they were put into this position of having to blood young talent earlier than they wanted to. I think they would have loved to have these two players, Taxi and potentially uh, Yao Rojas, here. I think they would prefer that. Absolutely. There's no way they wouldn't. The problem is going to be that these players, if they are going to, you you say they're still a good a good shot to make the playoffs. Maybe. Um, I think these players are going to have to be good. Like right off the bat, they're gonna have they're gonna have to be ready to they're gonna have to be able to gel and fit right in for this team to be dangerous. I think maybe they can sneak into the playoffs. Two games in, who knows anything? Uh, but I think that their their deficiencies based on players not coming in are clear though. Uh, they, mm-hmm. the the defense has looked good. Central midfield is a trouble, and the depth there is not is not deep enough. Uh, we've got to see. We've. I would like to see. Are they going to keep Ola here all season? Is he going to be able to play this super sub forward position? If he is, awesome, great. Apparently that'll work. I don't know how happy that'll keep him. 
Uh, Nigel Bertha is yet to make the bench. He should be able. He should be back against Chicago this weekend. And Edis, let's talk about Edison Flores. What's I think I think that's the big. We we should say you by now you've seen the game. <laughs> Ola Kamara scores. <laughs> Ola Kamara scores in the 98th minute on a penalty that was reviewed on VAR against against Jeff Cameron. And let's just say for for me personally, just 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 pure awesomeness. From from my perspective, to have Jeff Cameron give up that be the one to give up that beat. Jeff Cameron also almost scores two minutes later on a great ball over the top, <laughs> and Hamid stones yeah. him. Uh, yeah, so that happened. Also great. That happened. One nothing. Uh, a game that we probably should not have won. XG says we should have won, uh, but that's not scientific. Let's talk about it. It, it, it was it was it was pretty even. It, you know, you get into my 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 thinking on XG is. If it's if you're above 0.5, the other team, then that's when you start saying, okay, maybe you should have won this. Right, and we were point, when you're in that, point three, and we missed yeah. three big chances. They missed one. Uh, mm-hmm. So Edison Flores, a player who we talked about over and over again in the preseason as a player that had to contribute this year, make or break year. He came out of the the World Cup qualifiers with Peru on fire, scoring two goals, big goals uh, that that moved Peru up the table. He came in. He got a little banged up. He was he, he he didn't miss any games, but he was a little bit you know kicked around a little bit. And we said we needed to see that Edison Flores on this team for us to succeed because of the fact that we were losing so much tech and firepower through two games. I don't think you can say you you're not seeing super Edison Flores via Peru. You're not seeing that. You're not seeing him put his stamp on the game. He's never done that really. There's been sometimes very very short periods of time. Uh, the game against New England away where he had a, a goal, I believe a goal and an assist. A few times he's really looked like a player who can be the fulcrum of the offense. He has not looked like that at all right now. Uh, his confidence, I don't know if it's his confidence. I don't know if it's where he's being played. Uh, there are there are people, there are calls for him to be bought out. There are calls for him to be let go and sold. I have bad news for you. On my perspective, he is going to be a DC United player for this entire season. There's no they they literally can't afford to lose a body. They're definitely not going to pay him out. Who would you replace him with? This is the guy they got. This is the guy they bought. Yeah, they're going to pay him. They're going to play him. And, That's what it is. And, and I think I think the fact if, if he if he had two more years on his contract, I think like if if he, they say there was an extra year on that contract, I think there's a good chance they would have bought him out in the winter. I think the fact that there's just one more year left, they're just like you know what. We'll what, suffer together. What, like we, we can we can buy him out, but then you know I I'm willing to bet that they already have replacements. You know what, taxi 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 Fontos might be that replacement. He might be that guy that they want. They think they can step in and actually replace Flores because of how they and they are they are playing. They they might be set up formationally the same way, but they are playing attack wise, playing a very very different style of game. Um, you're seeing wingers plug in. With regards to Flores, I I am happy that he at least at this game, I think this was a better performance than Charlotte because at least he made a run and he set himself up to score a goal. He flubbed the chance, yep. and that's pulled, bad. He pulled I'm it. Not, he pulled it. Put that on your right leg, or if you're going to go left, you have look for Estrada streaking down the left. He got caught, I think, in of two minds, and he, he flubbed it. No question about that. He made the run. And that, for me, is at least a little bit of, uh, okay, there's some offensive mindset. Um, it just maybe needs to put it together. I, I think I, – I just want to see – I really – I am I am holding off full judgment because we're only – we're talking about two games. Yep. And I've kind of – was just kind of – I was scrolling through to see how many games has he actually played consistently for DC. It was hard for me to figure out the exact number. Basically, I'm going to go ahead and say with safety he has not played more than seven games consistently – for DC United, whether subbed in or whether coming in and starting. I do. I did notice on those instances, he would kind of like work himself into a game, into a team. And then suddenly he would have a breakout moment. He would get an assist. He would get a goal. Then he would have a couple game, a bad game. Then he would get injured. That's kind of what, that's kind of the, the cycle I saw him go through. I am, I am waiting for that sort of seventh game, eighth game before I say, Nope, this is it. This is done. He, if he shows me at least a little bit, Shows me some more. Maybe he gets on a run. Maybe we can start to see that player. I think he looks a little bit more lively. 
I think you're right. The the confidence, the skill set, it's not there. And if it doesn't get there, then he's gone. I, I think that's that's kind of where we're where we're stuck with. Um, he had so. he had 34 touches, which was the lowest on uh, of any player on either team over 90 minutes. He had he had one shot. It was the chance that he pulled. He's foot mob likes him. He's got a 7.2 in both games. A 7.2 if you're looking over the years is higher than his average uh, average performance for DC United. I don't know what you can glean from that. Here's the challenge for me is he's completing passes. He was 22 or 24 for passing. I have here in my notes there were a couple there were a couple of sequences where he started a playoff uh in the 58th minute, a quick transition to get the ball out to the Smith on the left-hand side. Uh, and Estrada had an opportunity to score in the near post and wasn't able to do so. It was out for a corner. Uh, I, I, I just don't, I just don't know of a player. The player we're looking for wants the ball. The player that we need goes and finds the ball and and asserts himself on the game and takes control. A player we're going to talk about in the preview for the fire game, uh, Jordan Sakiri, demands the ball. Got the ball seventy-two times in the last game uh, that he played. So I think what we're looking for and who this player is are different things and i don't know whose fault that is i don't know if that's our fault i don't know if that's his fault i don't know if it's the team's fault for buying him and sort of selling him in this way for peru he's a talisman and and they sort of build their play around him and it works he's not that for us the the, the fit isn't there and that's okay but the problem is that his value is taking such a hit and this team is in such a position that there's no real way to move on gracefully right away we're gonna have to just like you say see if something magically turns out can he adapt as a player and be different can he can he you know do we not is is another player that's coming in gonna be that player that takes the ball and touches the ball 70 times and he doesn't need to be and he can be sort of just orchestrating from behind and pulling the strings maybe that's him i don't know but all i think everyone is a bit disappointed with how this move has turned out so far i don't think you can't be i think there's no way not to be yeah it's been bad, <laughs> and we hope and we hope that he can be more. Maybe he can't be, but that's that's in the past. The money's been spent. He's on the team. There's no backfill. He's not going to be benched. Look at this bench. Who would go on in his place? Nobody. That's not happening. We got to just move on with that and deal with it. I mean, the only the only way he gets benched is if there's you know a Joao Rojas though that's apparently iced for now from from what we've been reading from um, from the Ecuadorian media. Uh, again take all that with a grain of salt sometimes people say oh yeah no he's not for sale we're not he's not moving and then suddenly it's like oh wait yeah he is dc just gave us four million dollars and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and accept that so um everybody's for sale for a price anywhere in the world let me just tell you um you think if dc got five million for for edison flores they would say yep absolutely have a have a wonderful day um i i do think again i'm i'm looking for i'm, I'm gonna give him a little bit of rope and i'm, I'm gonna say i'm disappointed in the first two performances we still have 30 with 32 more games, 34 game season, right? Am I right about that? I think so. Uh, we have several more games to go. <laughs> I am again, he does need to show and I'm not I'm not I'm not apologizing for him. He's he hasn't he hasn't been the player he needs to be because if Griffin Yao puts in the type of performance he's been put in, I think a lot of people are positive about him because the expectations are different for Griffin Yao versus Edison Flores. And I think I I I want to I want to give him the full rope because he just has not had a chance to play. Um, and so hopefully, hopefully that changes. Well, he'll get hopefully that. Hopefully that changes. He'll get that oh, because taxi. he'll get, yeah, he'll get no that one. because there's no replacement. So if he doesn't, if but he's Andrew not, Perez. <laughs> right. If he's not playing, it's because he's hurt, which is also a problem of his. So he's got to, it's and, on him now. And, and for me, that's the most important thing. We're going to keep him. Hey, this is John. I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to support our work and keep this train running on time, there's a couple of ways that you can support us. First, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Any amount you'd like to give is great. Our Patreons will get the full audio of our shows on Monday night every week, a day or three days earlier than everyone else. You could also subscribe to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash rfkrefugees. You can either use your own money or utilize your one free monthly subscription if you have Amazon Prime. And lastly, you could buy merch. We have stickers and scarves available on rfkrefugees.com and we'll have t-shirts available later this season. We love doing this show for you guys and appreciate all the support we've received over the years. Now, back to the show. Healthy. Yep. Please just stay healthy, bud, and let's see what you got. Let's get a good 10, 15 matches before you can maybe pick up a little a little small knock is, is kind of what I want out of this. Um, let's transition. We, we're going to do a call here, a, a rundown here, change. We're going to preview the fire game. Uh, 
the the our our fast our fast show is is spooled out. Our first game to really review is sort of spooled out a little bit. So let's talk about the fire this this weekend. Uh, Chicago Fire scoreless through two games already this season: zero zero against Miami, zero zero against Orlando, in front of twenty five thousand at Soldier Field, which is about how many they had last year on on the finale. Uh, this is a defensive-oriented team, apparently, <laughs> based based on statistics and what they're talking about. So, new new coach Ezra Hendrickson. Uh, the two the players that you want to focus on from a defensive perspective: uh, Slanina, who is a U.S. prospect who is already looking at potentially being sold overseas, uh, and Rafael Schichos, who is from Germany. Which is I love that the fact that a Schichos is a from Germany uh, have 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 really driven this defense to to sort of lock things down just based on the statistics they are not allowing quality chances miami had about 16 shots but only three on target uh with a 1.45 xg a lot of shots from a lot of shots from outside the box and yep. i think they, they scored on a on a shot from outside the box but it was ruled out do, doing var so that is that is something that if you're a dc fan i think that worries you a little bit because uh, if you're not able to create those high quality chances, yes, you get the occasional deflection uh, from Estrada, but you need to be closer inside the box if you're going to score goals. We need a Christian Fuchs back uh, to to bounce a shot off of, similar to uh, similar to the first game. Uh, in the Orlando game, the Fire got five yellow cards, so that's that's interesting. Uh, they they, they the, that game was ugly. Uh, I think Ted Ted was watching the the highlight package. I think it was probably seven seconds long and had had a got a goal that was disallowed, and that's pretty much it. There was expected goals of 0.41 uh, throughout ninety minutes, which is woof. Uh, yeah, Fa- Fabian Herbers opens up like the first five minutes, imagining that the player across from him was. Um, uh, Iguain, uh, the guy he wants to beat he, up. Yeah, was was Iguain and basically just took him out. Thank you. Jeez, man, I'm struggling with that. That's all right. Yeah, as long yes. as one of us is able perfect. to step in, we're, 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 we, we, I know who you're thinking <laughs> a about. A perfect joke, a perfect joke, and it just falls flat. Yeah, that was good, though. <laughs> uh, so uh, the big offseason acquisition that everyone has been talking about, Jordan Shakiri, as I mentioned before, started, played 90 minutes. This is both games. He's being paid enough, and the Chicago Fire are excited about him enough that he is going to play uh, all the time. 30 years old. So still quite a young man from my perspective. Uh, played 90 minutes, had 71 touches, which 65% pass completion. Uh, only one player on the fire had more touches, which was uh, Sekulic, their, their left back. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be the player to watch. I don't know I don't know as far as creation, but he's gonna be the pivot point for that midfield. They haven't really put it together. Kasper uh, Przbilko, uh, the Polish player who was traded from Philadelphia Union early this season in the offseason. Isolated up front, only touched the ball 28 times all game in that 0-0 draw. He'll be looking to maybe be a little bit more involved, but it just appears, similar to DC United, they don't really have that part of the game figured out. We, we have four goals, but if you're honest about those goals, it's not coming from from beautiful offensive play and orchestrated sort of strategy. Uh, by the way, I should, I'm quickly going to... Do you remember the, the, the corner play? The orchestrated corner play for DC United this this last game it was beautiful it almost worked there was there was chicanery that was that was well drawn up by uh by by Arnon and his team hey man hey, hey he's he's got the he's got the Ted Lasso uh that wonder what I wonder what they named that play yeah it was it looked that good it had to have a name <laughs> uh, but anyway I I think that the the fire are figuring out their identity still they had a lot for for them. They had a very busy offseason, made some major acquisitions uh, for this club. They're trying to regain relevance in the Chicago region. They're back playing downtown at Soldier Field. They're no longer at Bridgeview. Uh, I, I don't I think of the three games, this will be the toughest challenge. Uh, obvi- I mean, ob- maybe obviously an expansion team and then the, the wooden spoon champion of the universe. Yes, the Chicago Fire are going to be better than them. Uh, but I, 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 I would like how we, we match up. For the most part, I think that I think that if I were to make a prediction off the bat, I think a one nothing victory for DC United once again or a one one draw are both very viable uh, outcomes. What do you think, Ted? Yeah, yeah, and I think the fact that you say you know I think they're still they're still trying to figure out offensively. Hopefully, they don't put it together against us. Yeah, that would be the, the wait worst, wait a week, worst please. case scenario. I, I'm feeling very I'm feeling very happy about the fact that Russell Canals will be healthy. I think he can. He will be probably tasks. I will say one thing about the game that I didn't mention was very clear Skundrich's role was to mark Acosta and to take him out of the game. Was he effective no. in that? No, Acosta had a bazillion touches and was their best player uh, between him and Baji. Right. Didn't score well, any. Maybe. 
But yeah, it didn't score any, and I don't maybe created a couple chances, but I, I think Canals is going to have that responsibility on Shakiri. Just make his life miserable, close him down. Um, very, very happy to have him back. I think in that midfield, I think that's going to make um, a huge difference to how this team operates. Um, and you know, I, I'm I'm I'll be interested to watch on the replay because I will not be able to watch this game live, so I'm going to have to watch the recording later. Um, but I'll, I'll be I'll be curious to see if we see any improvement. If we see maybe some changes, who who starts in that center midfield position? Is it is this the time to put Jafal out there? He showed a lot of people want him want him over Scundrich right now. Lasada is Scundrich has been Lasada's guy for a while. Does is this the moment you think maybe Jafal makes a start? No. Are you give me a prediction? You no. think it's still gonna be Scundrich? Yep. I Scundrich do. and Canals then. That's my bet. That would be my bet. Uh but yeah, I I, I just there, Jafal has done some good things and done some bad things, like a, like you would expect a rookie to do. in every time he's played uh, in the, in, the, in these two opportunities that he's had so far. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is John. Are you enjoying the show? We hope you are. And if you are, we'd really appreciate it if you took a second to rate and review the show on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Those reviews help new people discover the show, and they help us grow our audience. And if you've got a friend or a family member who likes soccer, tell them about us. Thanks, and back to the show. I didn't put much stock into the Charlotte game. I put a little bit of stock in this one. And I first first five, ten minutes, I was like, yikes. Yeah, yikes. And then he kind of started to settle a little bit, started to put it together a little bit. We didn't even talk about uh, Nyman's red card. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that. We didn't we totally glance over happened. that. It was a re- <laughs> it, it happened. It happened. Yeah, I, I disagree, but. Yeah, it happened. So let's get back. Well, that was I wanted to make sure we got to that. This is a this is a long show, folks. We we used to do thirty minutes. That was the whole point of you know ninety six. But this game had a lot of content. Uh, yeah, we, and we really should really should have weaved in. We said we would do the questions. We really should. Have we'll do them at the end. In. We'll still do them at the end. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so just to mention, we talked about potentially taxi uh, joining us. Taxi found us joining us earlier. There was a tweet from a reporter for Sky Sport Austria. I believe it's a reporter for Sky Sport Sky Sport Austria. He has some followers, so it's not like a guy with seven followers, but. Uh, the, the tweet says movement around Fountas after reaching at the top six and Zimmerman's meteoric rise, which I guess is a player on the team, uh, on Rappi Vianna's team. Anything but a Greek move would come as a surprise in the coming days. DC United, the player and his management want to transfer ASAP. Uh, yeah, I bet they do. I bet all those, I bet all those groups want that transfer as soon as possible. So we'll see if it happens. Uh, I don't think there's anything really more to say about that. We'll, we would love to see him. That would be great. A nugget that came out of, I think it's, I don't know how important it is. Maybe it's not very important. This sort of came out of the golf gamer uh, in Cincinnati. That Aaron Lasada is not happy with the field at the Performance Center, uh, the new the new venue out in Leesburg. This past week, he described the surface as dry and hard. There's nothing you can do. Just train and know that on the day of the game, the field will be different. Uh, read probably better. I know that there has been a multi-year effort to get sprinkler system set up on the main field at Segra. I'm curious, dry and hard indicates to me that these other fields also do not have uh, also do not have a watering system. You would have hoped they could have done that in the off season here uh, because they had an opportunity to do that. Maybe it's maybe it's too cold in the off season to do it, so it's hard to dig. I don't know, but just 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 that little nugget. I don't know how important it is, but that's certainly something that was that caught my it's, eye. I'm glad you brought that because actually I'd forgotten about this. It's incredibly it's it, for me. It's incredibly frustrating. It's. You sit here, I sit here, and I try to look at some of the things this team has done well. And one of the big things I said is they they, they got that training facility built. Regardless of how, I guess, unimpressive it looks, it looks nice on the inside. You know, you have Lucy Rushton talking it up. I, I think I think Lasada probably saw that quote and said, I didn't mean for you to print that golf. And golf's like, well, you didn't say we were off the record. What are you going <laughs> to do, boss? Is <laughs> probably, is honestly probably what happened here. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that's exactly what happened is he was maybe talking with Steven. Ta- oh yeah. The training ground, man, it's too hard. I don't like it. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> he was, he was, Steve, Steve was actually in Chicago. So I'm wondering yeah. if that was uh, uh, Cincinnati. No, I'm um, the, the, That was in the Cincinnati gamer or the, or yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, right. He was there in person. So I'm wondering if that was sort of a, an aside, like you mentioned, who knows, uh, but yes. hopefully they fix it. <laughs> Uh, Hopefully. Uh, so we're going to run down these tweets real quick. Again, thank you for, for everyone who did that. Uh, we answered some of these questions sort of by the nature of our discussion, but what, I want to make sure that we, we, we read out your name. At DC Ulysses says, tried and true, uh, one of the one of the other great DC United podcasts, was suggesting it's time to replace Forrest, even though it will mean him sitting on the bench and wasting his DP spot and money. What do you think? Is it time to give up and move on from Flores? Is he officially a bust? And the, FO, the front office should move on 
from him ASAP. We talked about that. Um, sitting him on the bench right now and putting in Adrian Perez is not the solution for anybody's problem. And uh, there's there's not much they can do. Let, giving up and moving on from him is not really an option at this at this stage and juncture with the the money owed and the contract that's left. It's it's going to be a decision at the end of the year. If he if he completely turns the ship around, maybe he gets that option extension. But I think after this year, if we see the if we see this after uh, out of thirty four games, he's gone. It won't be back. They'll 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 try something else. So next question here is uh, Brandon Zebron on Twitter says with Nyman out next game, who's the emergency third center midfield? Nahar looked like Heinzeich pushed up a little bit more at the end of Cincy. Gressel or homegrown? It's not Gressel. I think basically I think I think his injury is probably gonna maybe maybe it holds him out. Maybe it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. I think that probably I think probably the third. Well, Canals will be back. So Canals Skundrich. And Jafal are still there. I think beyond that, I think that Samake is your is your emergency fourth defensive midfielder. He's not gotten onto the field so far in the first two games, but that's your guy. Yeah, I I, I would I would hedge to bet maybe. I think the hard could slot in there. I think he he has the potential to maybe slot in there. I think that opens up. You know, I think you got to open up some slots there defensively. So I think you'll see them run out too, and they'll make one sub. I think Canals maybe gets subbed out. I don't know. It's yeah. This week, week, week times. Maybe they signed Joe Corona, which I think is coming up in the next question. R R N guys. R N dad. R N dad. R N D A dad one. I, I hate you. This is there's too many D's and A's in this Twitter name. Uh, we have quite a stack of gam. If you're a general manager, who name and position with with from within the league would you attempt to trade for to improve DC United? I would certainly want a defensive midfielder. Uh, I think would be the way I would go looking at this team or a winger, a left-sided winger, uh, not Yamil Assad. Tried, tried that route. Um, I don't have a player in mind. I don't, positionally is really bright. So we do have a lot of gam. It's a really a question that once the season starts, what kind of player, what kind of teams are looking to do that? Who wants gam at this point? <laughs> most, most teams, yeah. most teams want the players they have. So it's, it's almost too late to, to utilize that money in that way. I think I think you look central midfield, and I teased this earlier. I think maybe you give Joe Corona. Contract was just bought out by Houston. He's an American, so he doesn't occupy an international slot. His contract's around 800, 880000 is what transfer market has. Maybe that goes a little bit lower because he hasn't performed well. But if, you, if you're getting – if you want a drop-in center midfielder who can provide you depth in that position – not a bad look. I, I think I think DC should maybe give him a look because of their international slots. I will say, taxi. If Taxi Faltas does come in, don't be surprised if Kamara is traded. Don't be surprised if that flip happens as soon as as soon as he touches down because they 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 still have they are very much full on their international slots. I think maybe they have one available, so maybe maybe not. Maybe Kamara doesn't get that. Maybe that's what the game does. Maybe that the game maybe the game buys that. I, Maybe we'll I like I liked Kubo by the way. I, what did you think of, I, from FC Cincinnati? I thought he was, I thought he was imposing for a five foot ten guy <laughs> who weighs probably nothing in the midfield. I was really impressed at his his defensive presence. Uh, next question, uh, Doug on Twitter says, "With nine men out, is it time to see Jafal start number one?" I said no. You you agree? Probably not. I, I want to see him. I want to see him get a start. I think he showed a little bit more than Skundrich at this point, and I think he's maybe give him a start and see what he can do. I don't think he will. I think it's going to be Skundrich out there. Yep. So, uh, from Soccer Enjoyer, who? What are the immediate needs for this team? We talked about that. Uh, who's been your standout through week two? I'm going to say Brad Smith because it's a player that I didn't know what to expect from, and I thought he's done really, really well. Uh, I think. Yeah, that's going to be my answer. I don't think there's anybody else that's... Andy's done good. Steve's done really well coming back from injury. Bill is Bill, thankfully. Uh, but Brad Smith's the kind of the surprise for me. What about you? Who's your standout? I, I am I am going to say Bill Hamid because... It's fine. I, I think we all... And I talked about this earlier. We all know Bill is Bill. We all love Bill. I, I, can't, I can't say Bill has been what he was 2014-2015 when he was goalkeeper of the year. And we're finally maybe starting to see that. And I think that is an absolutely positive development. Um, he seems healthier than he's ever been. And I think that's great. And I'm hopeful that that will be, that will be maybe the thing that keeps us sort of afloat come July 
when maybe we bring in some more players and we get some some other some other talent in here. James Lambert on Twitter says, piggybacking on the immediate needs question, what position would you spend GAM to get an MLS quality veteran reserve for right now, assuming no major moves until the summer? Def- still defensive midfield. Still, still for me, yeah. that's the spot. Although, if I'm looking at the at the at the at the Yao and Flores thing, there's no depth there for me as well. I I think that there's I John Lewis, <laughs> my my favorite player would be would be a player I would try to squeeze in. And potentially, I think that some speed and some technique and some finishing quality on on the on the on the attacking side would be great. Uh, but if I had to look at what would make this team a little bit more resolute right now and a little bit stronger, it would be some 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 experience in the middle of the field, as we've said. Yeah, and I think I agree with that. Uh, Last question on Twitter. Again, everybody, thanks for getting your questions into United96 on Twitter. Uh, Evan Eversman, Eric Eversman says, does Kamara start this next game uh, against Chicago? He's more hashtag maximum overdrive than Estrada, or is it about giving Estrada time to learn the system because he's younger and supposed to be the the future? I think Estrada will play again. He will start again. Mm-hmm. He's obviously he is obviously the future. Kamara is obviously not in this team's plans beyond this season. So unless it's about giving Kamara some rest, which I don't know that he needs, because he's not really been all over the field. Uh, he's been a little bit, you know, tracking back, probably more more running than he's used to. Uh, maybe Kamara Kamara might even actually play better in the spot right now because of how well he fits into the system. So you might actually get more quality minutes out of Kamara if he did start, but I don't think it's going to happen. This team is, this team is still in sort of like like Ted was mentioning before, is in like development mode slash sort of figuring things out and and regrowing. So I think Estrada, I think it's more important to give Estrada the time to learn those positional responsibilities, to learn how to 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 press the way he needs to and still score goals than it is to have Ola go out there give you his normal Ola opportunity. A seven point three on foot mob is, is a normal thing, and maybe a goal. I think I, right now the dynamic of of sixty minutes, sixty five minutes of Estrada and twenty five minutes of the super sub Ola is the best thing we got right now. I don't think we wouldn't mess with that at all. I, I think they're betting they're betting on Estrada being that player that can come in. I think he had the two goals. No one in the offense looked good and really supplied him with anything, with much of anything. So I think that's going to be the reason that he. In the idea that they can get some more minutes with those with those offensive with those offensive players, so um, yeah, that, that's what I would see. So thank you for getting your questions in, and well, it was a it was yeah. a stuffed packed show of DC United stuff. This game is going to be, I don't think, an offensive fireworks this weekend. So if uh, you know, expect that. Also, it's going to be really cold. So if you're going to be in Audi Field, even though it was 80 degrees today in Fredericksburg. Uh, bring a jacket, wear your beer coat, whatever you need to do on Saturday to stay warm. And I'm hoping this, I'm hoping this, to see a lot of you. This is fall summer. This is fall it summer, is. guys. All right. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Uh, before we go, uh, obviously, we watch all the incidents that happened in Mexico between uh, Carataro and Atlas. Uh, we here at the show, our thoughts go out to people who suffered through that. Um, I know there's a lot of discussion. I, I have put my thoughts out there. About what I think about this, uh, say your Twitter, is, say your Twitter name, Ted, so they can find uh, it. Twitter name RFKR Ted. I think there's a lot of reaction that's come out. Some of it may actually happen, and I'm not, and I'm not doubting that there should not be consequences for this. But I think the timing of the consequences and the way cer- certain people have reacted to this uh, really, really stinks of trying to inflict su- more suffering on on people. Um, and on uh, on on Mexico than than I think is necessary at this moment. There's going to be an investigation about this. There's going to be there's going to be uh, hopefully hopefully the people who you know if, if there were deaths, which again it's we have not we have reports of deaths. I guarantee you there there has to be at least some at this point because there's been reports. Who knows how many are dead? And it's it's a really sad, sad incident. It's a sad day for Mexican soccer. Uh, Mexico's hurting right now. And I think what we need to do uh, is we need to show compassion for the people who got caught up in that. There were families. There were kids. People who just wanted to come watch a soccer game like we do. Like we're going to – like many of you guys are going to do next Saturday. So uh, it's really sad. And, and I, I hope we can come at it with compassion Demand accountability from Liga MX. Demand accountability from Carotar. Demand accountability from the Mexico Football Federation and the police. But also, and the police as well. But also recognize that there were people in that incident that had nothing to do with what happened, and they suffered because of it. Um, 
it was guys off i'm sure we don't have to discuss i'm sure you all saw it if you're listening to this show you're plugged in enough mm-hmm. to see the fan violence but all i'll say is that it was jarring in in a week in which i am watching on on tiktok you know footage of war in ukraine on a weekly basis on a daily basis yeah. it was upsetting it was like viscerally human human carnage that was going on and just like sort of like animalistic like just sort of like turning off the elements that make you human and see someone else as a human being and it is the punish the punishment has to be serious i don't think to to your point ted i think doing anything international on the international level to mexico is is kind of way out of way out of the frame and doesn't really make any sense but caritaro Need, yeah, needs absolutely. needs to needs to be punished for this. this is this is like you know this is this is not a this is not a i mean chance in the stands are one thing and and are bad and horrible and need to be addressed this is an entirely different beast this is this has this is very 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 bad and has to be fixed immediately so and, th- and i encourage you to and i and i understand you know a lot of it is in spanish google translate works. Liga, <laughs> yeah <laughs> hashtag liga mx eng Read some of the stuff. There's a lot of people out there that have been writing some stuff about it. Uh, There's a great article. I, I I forget who wrote it, but basically talking about this is something that's been festering for a while. Um, th- this is not the first time, and and Mexico has a problem. It, Mexico certainly does have a problem with it. It certainly it shouldn't as it certainly escalated to this point. I'm hopeful that this is a shot in the arm, and we can have a resolution on this. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Patreon.com/slash/refugees if you want to donate to the show. Uh, please, please. We love, we appreciate y'all's support. You guys make the show awesome. Um, definitely uh, be sure to on our page, on our uh, Twitch page, hit that Prime subscription button. Re up that Prime subscription if you haven't already done that. Guys, we will catch you guys uh, next week for United 96. If you're on the live stream, stick around. We got Kindred Spirits. We're going to talk a little spirit. Uh, but we will see you guys next week if you're on the podcast. Vamos. Vamos.